Dedicate your mouth to speak only good, and if you can't say something good, just shut your mouth. Just shut up, like we say here in Texas. Just shut up. If you can't say anything good about somebody, just shut up. And it doesn't matter what anybody's done. You know what? It's not going to benefit you or profit you or anybody around you to speak negative about people. And remember, today, when you, when you open your eyes in the morning, you will already exist in the day that God has made for you. And they all just kind of go together. A day is like a thousand years. <laughs> you know, I mean, they just, they're, they're knitted and connected together, and he's made every day. So I'm not going to waste the day. I'm going to get the most out of every day that I live. How about you? Hmm? 2014. Glory to God. Well, tonight I'm just going to share a little bit of what I'm going to share on Sunday, which is the beginning of our Word First Conference. And um, so... Um, <laughs> So, in attempting to be real profound in the year, you know, and just knock everybody's socks off with some great revelation, and wow, it's this new thing or whatever, I started thinking about, I mean, I haven't been a real numbers guy in the past. You know, I haven't been a person that's all about, like, numbers saying something, you know, and, and um, I mean, it means some, sometimes, but, but sometimes, you know, I... You know, I'll, I'll, no, that'd just be critical. I won't even say that. Anyway, I just haven't been a numbers guy very much. Sometime, but not always. But I've been thinking about the number 14. And um, actually, actually, I don't know how many times that the number 14 or things that total 14 in the Bible are in there. There's, there's a bunch, there's over 30. There's over 30, probably more, but, I, but there's more than 30 times that the number 14 comes into play. And so, as I was, as, as I was praying and leading into this year and, and just listening to God about it, I started thinking about the number 7. And the number seven is God's number. It's the number of completion. And so seven and seven is 14. So it's double completion. So it's double completion. So as I was... You know, you, you, can, you can look in the Word for something that you want that something to say what you want it to say. Or you can pray in the Holy Spirit and ask God for something in the Word that He is saying. There's a difference. I'm going to say it to you again. You can go through Scripture and have something in the back of your mind that you want Scripture to say and get Scripture to back up what you think. And I'm not saying that that's always wrong, but we want the thoughts of God. That's why we have the Holy Ghost. In our series we did this last year on Holy Spirit the help. 
where we talked about the fact that we need help. We were not created just for our minds to figure everything out. We were created for the Holy Spirit to do that. And so as I was thinking and praying and just having thoughts about this and looking through Scripture, I just said, Lord, what, what, what is it about this year? Because I kept thinking about 14. And so in the book of Genesis... <clears throat> and I'm, I'm going to read a little bit of this, but I'm, I'm going to give you some, a little bit more history and detail on Sunday when I kick off our Word First conference. But God took me to the story of Jacob and Rachel and, and uh, Leah and Rachel. And... Uh, And just to fast forward, then I'll back up and I'm going to read this. He, Isaac blessed Jacob. And he told Jacob, I don't want you to go and pick a wife from this group. I want you to go and pick a wife from this group. And there's a reason, there's a plan behind this. I don't want you to go here. Like it would have been, you know, maybe the normal thing for you to do. I want you to go and pick a wife from here. And so he goes, and Jacob goes, and he's going for this one specific wife. And it's part of the promise. And he goes, and he ends up spending seven years laboring for Rebekah and laboring in the household of Rebekah's father, Laban. And he labored, he, he labored there for seven years, and he said, he said that seven years was like days because of his love for Rebekah and his love for what was promised to him. And he knew at the end of that seven years that he would have what was promised to him. And at the end of the seven years, he was tricked into taking Leah the firstborn, and because he slept with her, he had to marry her, and he thought he was marrying and, and, and sleeping with Rachel, but actually it was Leah the older sister of Rebekah. And as a result of that, to get what had been promised to him, he had to labor another seven years. And so, at the end of those, the second set of seven years, which totaled 14 years, at the end of that 14-year period of time, this scripture is what we read. And it's Genesis chapter 30 and verse 43. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. Genesis 30 and verse 43. Thus the man increased 
and became exceedingly rich and had many sheep and goats and maidservants and men servants and camels and donkeys and everything else. Thus the man increased and became exceedingly rich after 14 years of labor. And the seven years that he was laboring with Leah as his wife was seven hard years of labor to receive the promise, to receive what he really wanted, what he had expected, what he had been promised seven years. It's hard sometimes to take a story when it's a literal story about literal people and take that story and break it down into what really God is saying at times to us, certain metaphors that we are to draw from a story. Sometimes it's hard to break that down. But I want to go back to the 28th chapter and just read here for a few minutes. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to talk about this more in detail on Sunday. But I want to read... What happened to Jacob here? Then Isaac called Jacob, and he blessed him in verse 1 of Genesis 28. And I'm reading that in the New King James. And charged him, and he said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise and go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you, and make you fruitful, and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of peoples, and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. So Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Padan Aram, to Laban the son of Bethel, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau. Verse 10. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and he stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of the place and he put it at his head and he lay down in the place to sleep. Man, sleeping on a rock is a pillow. <clears throat> then he dreamt, then he dreamed and beheld a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven, and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it, and he said, this, this is Abraham in a dream, and this is what he saw in this, I mean, uh, Jacob in the dream, this is what he saw. And behold, the Lord stood above it, and he said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. In other words, Abraham is grandfather and Isaac is father. The land on which you lie, I will give it you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That's what he told Abraham. 
That's what God told Abraham 25 years before Abraham received the promise of his son Isaac. 25 years before God had given him this promise. And here in this dream on this piece of land where he was laying down, God made a promise to Isaac. And like many of us do in our lives, many of us, when when God speaks something to us and we have a promise about a specific thing, we think it's by tomorrow afternoon sometimes, next week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. The early church, when Jesus talked about coming back, they thought in their lifetime, maybe two months, maybe two years, maybe 20 years, then they all died off, and we're still talking about it, right? And many, many things that are promised to us, when the going gets tough, discouragement attempts to set in, to where we don't receive all that God has for us. Because our focus gets on what hasn't happened instead of our focus remaining on what's been promised. So, in this dream, what is, what is told Jacob is something he already knew. Jacob had heard about this promise for years and years and years. He knew this promise. And in verse 15, he says, And behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until you have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob arose early in the morning, and he took the stone that he had put at his head, and he set it up as a pillar, and he poured oil onto it. And he came, and he called the name of that place Bethel, which is the house of God. But the name of that city had been Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going, remember he's on his journey to go and receive the promise that had been promised to him, his wife. He's on his journey and he's going to to meet Rachel. And it says, And Jacob made this vow saying, If God will be with me. I want you to notice this. Here he makes this vow, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be with me. The Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. This is his dedication to God about honoring the house of God. <clears throat> and and where, where was the house of God? He was talking about the stone that he laid his head on on this piece of ground where God said, 
this is where I'll have you, and this is where you'll be, and this is where you'll set up. And, you know, when was that going to be? Six months from then? A year from then? Two years? You know, on his, on his journey, he didn't know he was going to stay and labor for seven years for his promise. But whatever it took, he made this vow in verse 20. If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on, if God will meet my need, if he'll meet my need, I'll stay with this. If God will do and take care of me, I will stay with this and stay connected. And for seven years, for seven years in his labor, he said it was like days because of the promise before him. But when he got Leah, and that's not what he desired, that's not what he wanted, and it, and it didn't mean that the promise of, of Rachel was not out there, but there was a distraction and things got in the way and tried to hinder him from believing and standing. He remembered his vow that he made to God, that if God keeps him. And, and God stayed with him, and over the next seven years, it was more of a difficult labor and more difficulty of, of seeing things really believing that things really were going to happen the way that, that, that was promised and, and that he was going to really be what he had seen and heard in the dream about his descendants being like the dust of the earth and, and, that, and that all the families of the earth would be blessed as a result of what he carried on. There was a discouraging time in that next seven years, but he stayed with it and he reaped the benefits and he reaped the harvest. And I believe tonight, and I'm going to share with you on Sunday a little deeper in this, I believe what God is saying is this. And it, this, this I believe is is really profound just for this place right here. In the year 2000 is when we started this piece of property, the, the, this building that we have honored to the glory of God. In the year 2000 we started. This is, this is now the year 14. And... <clears throat> When we first started in the year 2000, man, there was a lot of excitement. We had a vision to have this place finished and paid for in about three to four years because we were paying cash for it and we were building this place. There was a lot of really strong vision and, and, and we were doing a lot of really good things and we were excited about it. And along the way, there were some distractions that got thrown in and some kind of you know, some, some kinks in the wheel and, you know, some stuff thrown in the spokes to try to keep it from moving forward. But, but even though in those first few years, it seemed like everything, I mean, everything that we touched just turned to gold and we paid our property off in a very short period of time. And, and then we started the building and the building got to a certain place really quick and we got it up and, and the framing and, and then all of a sudden one day things just like stopped. And for probably two or three years after that, for two or three years after that, we didn't really do anything. And then there was a little bit more of an open door, and then, and then there was a little bit more struggle and more struggle and more of this and that, and several things happened. <clears throat> but last year, we cast vision for this body in such a way that 
actually we had never cast before. And the two things that we put as vision for Gates of the City, and, and on, the, on the 26th of this month will be our Vision Sunday. We're going to cast deeper vision for, for what we're already started. But in 2013, we cast vision. And the two things that we put out there was that at Gates of the City, we're going to fulfill the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. To love God and love people and to make disciples one person at a time of this area, in this surrounding area, in this state, in the nation, and around the planet, whatever part that we play in that. And here at Gates of the City, we're here doing that. And in 2014, I believe that what is manifesting is what's been promised. <clears throat> and I read to you a couple of weeks ago, um, part of a prophecy that I had gotten from a man back in September. It was not, not a prophecy to us. It was just a general prophecy to the church. And, um, and I read this prophecy, and this is what part of it said. I'm just going to read this piece of it to you. And it said this, We've crossed over into a new season with God where promises are fulfilled, promotions are granted, and we are increasing by the Spirit of God. The Lord has highlighted this as a season of increase. Notice that scripture we just read in the 43rd verse of the 30th chapter where it said that Jacob, after 14 years, exceedingly increased. After 14 years of beginning this project here on this property, after 14 years, I believe that this is a time and a season of increase. 2014 is not just a season, a time of just increase, but exceedingly increasing in God's people. It's a time that Promises are fulfilled, promotions are granted, and that increase is coming to you and me by the Spirit of God. You know, when, 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 you, have, when you have a mandate from God, our, our mandate after 25 years, in the 15th of July this year, we'll celebrate 25 years, Becky and I will, of pastoring this church. And when you have a mandate, and God gave us a mandate when we came to the city in preaching the word, we were given this mandate to destroy mindsets and strongholds mainly of religious ideas, mainly of religious ideas that ruled in this area for generations. And that mandate that God put in our heart has never changed. We've never erred from that. We have, we have dedicated ourselves to allow the pulpit of Gates of the City, wherever that pulpit was. <laughs> and we've preached in some buildings in this town. We've preached in hotels, and we've preached in more hotels, and we've preached in strip centers. 
and we've preached in camps. Where else, where else have we preached? College. We've preached at the college. We've preached outdoors. We've preached all over the place. A tent one time, didn't we? Maybe, I don't know. Sounds good anyway. <clears throat> but we've preached all over the place. But we've made, we, we dedicated, we made a dedication years ago that this pulpit would be used to declare the Word of God, to preach the Word, and the Word only. And we've stuck with that. And 14 years after we started this project, which is starting today, I believe that, in fact, I'm going to read this, another piece of this prophecy. Um, and, and, and I really like the way it's worded here. But it says, the blessings and increase of God that are being granted in this season will not be rewarded based on your personal accomplishments, but rather because of the loyalty of your hearts. Not your personal accomplishments, not because we did all this, but because we've remained loyal to the truth of God's Word. We've emerged, and I'm saying this as a body, we have emerged from a season that had the appearance of loss into a season where God says, I can tell you, it is the will of the Father in all that He's given us that nothing be lost, but everything be fully restored and completely resurrected now and in the days ahead. Amen? That's a time, I believe, that we're living in. But the year 14 is double completion. Double completion. As Isaac labored for seven years, and then he labored seven more years, it would have been great to have the promise fulfilled after the first seven, but it was another seven. And, and, and we're not here talking about tonight just numbers in themselves, but a number that is declaring to you and I and to gates of the city that we are living in a completed time where promises and promotions are being fulfilled and granted and increase is manifesting in your and my life and where this church body is concerned because we've remained loyal to the call of God. Amen? And in 2014 at Gates of the City, we're going to continue, continue, and we'll talk about this on the 26th, we are continuing to stay focused on the Great Commission and the Great Commandment, the two greats in the Bible. Great Commission and the Great Commandment. Love God and love people and allow your life individually to disciple somebody else's life, right? With the love of God and the Word of God and the truth of who God is to you. And you know what? Beyond that, beyond that, if we're not fulfilling the two great things that He commissioned us and released us to do, which were not options, beyond that, we're just playing organized religion. Because there is nothing else. If humanity does not duplicate itself in the anointing of God and the likeness of Jesus Christ, then it's just playing church and playing religion and just 
being another group and another organization. And you know what? There's enough groups. There's a lot of really good groups and organizations out there. But at Gates of the City, we've been commissioned to duplicate ourselves one person at a time into other people's lives so that people love God and that they believe in heaven and that they believe in this born-again lifestyle as a result of our convincing them through our life, the way we live our lives, the way we talk, the way we handle ourselves, and, the, and, and just the people that we are. Amen? Amen. So tonight, as the host come, and they're going to give you communion cups and, and a piece of bread as a token of the, blood, the, the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, we're going to use these as the stone that Jacob used as a memorial to what God promised would come to pass. God promised that to Jacob in the dream, and God has promised that all the families of the earth would be blessed through Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and now down to you and I. All the families of the earth will be blessed. Why? Because of our commitment to God and to His Word and to follow through with it. Do you realize that you play a part in all the families of the earth being blessed? You and I play a huge part in seeing the families of the planet earth be blessed by us continuing it on. Kind of like a chain letter. You know? They say if you, know, if you, don't, if you don't send this chain letter to seven other people, then it's going to stop. Well, let's look at our life as being like connected to a chain, and it is. And for over 2,000 years, this chain has been being passed down, and we've been duplicating ourselves in the anointing of God and allowing the anointing of God to make the difference in, in, in the things that we do so that, as I talked about Sunday, that in, in honor, and I mentioned that of my mother that passed here a few weeks ago, in honor of her, but in honor of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, we're keeping this, this, this chain moving. We're keeping this process moving. We're, we're staying in the fold and, and, and staying doing our part so that the duplication process doesn't stop with us. Well, I don't, I don't believe in all that stuff anymore, and I'm just going to be who I'm going to be, yeah? And then that chain will stop. And you realize... If, 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 you let, if you let yourself stop believing in what the body and the blood of Jesus Christ accomplish, if you allow yourself to stop that, you realize it won't just affect you. It'll affect everybody around you today, and it'll affect the generations to come that are tied to you. It'll affect them. Man. 